Hey folks, welcome to Lords of Order, a DC Dr. Fate fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. This is episode 106 of the show, and beware, there are spoilers. BigTimeNoise.com slash Dr. Fate is the website. Teal, T-E-A-L Productions will get to me on Twitter. The Dr. Fate Fan Podcast at gmail.com is the email. And there are pages on Facebook and Google Plus that you can leave comments on. More Fun Comics, the 1936 volume. Issue 95 is our is is from where our story is derived. Is where the story is where the story is from. However, the easiest way to say it is. It was scripted by Joe Simoxon, penciled and inked by John Chester Kozlak, and it can be found reprinted in the Golden Age Doctor Fate archives from DC, circa 2007. Now we open with the narrator telling us, Pleasant things, hobbies. Useful, instructive, entertaining, and sometimes dangerous. Martin Maine, for instance, has a harmless hobby that leads him straight into the deadliest peril imaginable, so that if not for the magic figure of Dr. Fate, both Mr. Maine and his hobby would be going up in smoke in this adventure that begins with a flame in the night. That's the name of the story. So, we have some ne'er-do-wells gathered around here uh, in inky blackness. We can just barely see them. One has lit a match to light the cigarette that he's got in his mouth, and he's um, set upon by Deadpan, who hisses out, Put out that light, you sap! Want him to see us? We ain't supposed to arrive until later. So dude shakes out the match and throws the uh, the matchbook aside there. Then we see someone walking towards them. One of the bad guys pulls out a pistol and shoots this person. They then decide that they need to beat feet, as it were, uh, to a waiting car that apparently is waiting with the headlights already on. Um, I don't know if they're trying to be all quiet and everything. I guess somebody got to the car first and must have started it and everything. And as they're finishing piling in, the one tells Boss, who I guess is deadpan, that he threw down that matchbox when he was told to put out the light where he was trying to light a cigarette. I guess in his uh, you know, sudden fear, he just threw everything down rather than just waving out that match and tossing it, but keeping the, keeping the, the matchbox. So they run back to find the matchbox because it's, I guess, evidence, evidence of they were there or something. But they seem to really want to get that matchbox back. And just as they start out in that direction, they see somebody bending down in that rough vicinity of, of the grass there and surmise that he has found and picked up said matchbox. Well, just as they're following him and closing in on him to retrieve that matchbox, Dr. Fate appears. He says that he thought that he saw a flame and heard a shot and is responding to those uh, those stimuli, I guess, as it were. The bad guys see Dr. Fate coming before he sees them, which kind of is a, is a stretch, I think. Uh, he's flying around and he saw the Match flame, but he did not see these thugs in the... Yeah, okay. That's cool. Um, and comes down and meets 
uh, Mr. Maine, he tells him, tells Dr. Fate that that's his name, says he was just walking around, found a matchbox and retrieved it. Dr. Fate tells him to go on his way. You know, I, I don't know what you're doing and you're being kind of suspicious, but go on. And as Fate turns his attention to the immediate area and starts looking around, he finds the gentleman that was shot by the bad guys. So he has a body. He has who he thinks was the perp in the gentleman that he spoke with and sent on his way. And then we have a group of bad guys who are not currently on scene, who actually turn out to be the uh, evildoers here. So Fate returns back to the tower, and he is looking in his magic crystal. That's what the narrator tells us it is. And we're watching Mr. Main, and he sees that he, he's watching the man, but we see that he's got a rather large collection of matchboxes, and he has them all piled up here on his table, which, if he collects matchboxes, that's an interesting way to treat his collection. That's like me, you know, being a comic book collector. As I get comic books, I just throw them into a pile on my table. Uh, we then cut to the bad guys who are discussing the fact that, hey, you know, we really need to get that matchbox back. We weren't able to. We, we need to find it. And all of a sudden, one of them's reading a paper. I don't know why. But they see a picture of the of Mr. Maine. And it says, Martin Maine, local man has unique hobby. But they recognize the dude, and they see in the article that it drops, the article drops his address. So they now know where to go to have a discussion with the gentleman in order to retrieve their matchbox that they seem extremely hung up on getting back. They are there. They arrive just before Dr. Fate arrives, having decided from watching in his crystal uh, that he needs to go further talk to Mr. Maine about the dead body. So they're all there. Mr. Maine is being held at gunpoint by the bad guys. Fate breaks in. One guy says, that guy again, what's he trying to do? Get a sore and fate punching him says, not at all, chum. I just want you to relax. And then one of the other guys pulls a gun on him, says he's going to shoot. His uh, compatriot tells him, silly, don't you know guns don't have any effect on Dr. Fate? But he shoots him anyways. Um, Dr. Fate knocks him out. He says, uh, the bad guy, I don't believe everything I hear, pal. What? And he's surprised as the bullet bounces off. Dr. Fate tells him, seeing is believing, isn't it? And feeling is even more convincing. Well, somehow now, the pile of matchboxes on the table has caught fire. And they're starting to burn. Mr. Main runs up wanting to save his collection. My treasures, I must save them, he says as he's running up. Was well, he scoops them up, Dr. Fate scoops him up because apparently the house is burning. Um, as we all know, the roof... The roof, the roof is on fire. No? Okay. So, Dr. Fate gets him out, and ultimately, he wasn't able to save any of his matchboxes. So, he is very distraught about that. Dr. Fate questions him about, you know, what, what were those guys doing here? Why did they want the matchbox? Dude says, you know, I don't know. I, I did pick one up in that area where, you know, we, we ran into each other earlier tonight. Uh, maybe there's something about the matchbox. I, I don't know. I didn't get a chance to really look at it. Dr. Fate says, cool, I'll go check them out then and see what's up. So he flies off, tracks down the bad guys, swoops in on them, knocks them out, calls the police. Okay. 
And then as he's talking to the police, they search the bodies, find the matchbox. And the, the officer here, the attending officer, says, looks like an ordinary matchbox to me, Dr. Fate. What use could they have for it? Fate says, I've studied it carefully without finding out. Well, there's just one more place to look. Inside the matchbox cover. They open it up and they find a piece of paper with 478965 scribbled on it. They surmise that this must be the numbers for the combination for a safe. And then, for some reason, one of the bad guys that is there, that fate had knocked out, police were there to arrest, he comes to. And he just fills them in on everything leaning up here against a tree, sitting on his tush. He says, yeah, we promised him a cut for it. And then he tried to hold us up for a bigger share of the dough. He said if we didn't come across, he'd rob Summers' joint himself. That's uh, that's a Mr. Summers that they refer to. And uh, the dead dude's name was Loco something. Uh, let's see. This something Loco. And he was posing as the butler, apparently. This is what Dr. Fate says. And then the, uh, the bad guy here continues, so we said, okay, pal, we'll give you your share. And when he came to collect, we rubbed him out. We don't like double crossers. So there, there's the whole plan. Uh, Dr. Fate returns the matchbox with the piece of paper containing the combination to Mr. Main, because we can see Main holding the matchbox, and in Dr. Fate's hand is the little piece of paper. Now, why he is giving that to Mr. Main, I have no idea. That is the combination to a safe owned by a Mr. Summers. So I, I, I don't know, you know, what the deal is there. But hey, it's the golden age, I guess. You know, we, we don't ask questions like that in the golden age. Because what happens in the golden age stays in... Oh, well, never mind. You know how that goes, too. All right. So that... Uh, actually... This story kind of bugged me. It, it seemed very hacked up. Um, it didn't have quite the flow to it that previous stories have. Um, it is a different writer, and actually there is some discrepancy. There's an uh, like an Ashmeyer that I've seen that was given credit, and then this dude, Joe Samatson, who is given credit. Don't really know. Uh, neither one is the original writer who... Dr. Fate, being his creation, seemed to have a much better handle on story flow, you know, where he wanted to take his character. These latter stories are much more disjointed. There seems to be, at times, no connecting tissue between A and B. It story just jumps from A to B. There's no, you know, and uh, this one certainly felt that way. Bad guys, flame. Dude walking, gets shot. Oh no, I dropped something. Go back to get it. Nope, there's dude picking something up. Bad guys leave. Dr. Fate talks to dude. Let's him go. Fate goes back, uh, spying on dude, mind you. Bad guys are doing their thing. Find out where dude lives. Fate and bad guys rendezvous at dude's place. Big fight. Don't understand what's going on. Fate saves dude. Fate then goes after the bad guys. Finds out that dude had something bad guys wanted, gets that, tells the police, then takes thing that dude had that the bad guys took back to dude. It just, you know, very, I don't know, broken, disjointed. 
but there we go. Um, I do need to enjoy these, I guess, as much as I can because the actual Golden Age stories of Dr. Fate are quickly coming to an, to an end. Um, it's getting to the point where I've discussed most of them on the show so far. There's like, I don't know, six to eight more true Golden Age stories. And then we'll get into books that occurred uh, with stories that occurred during the years that comprised the Golden Age, but they were written much more recently. So they're retcons, if you will, or however you want to put that. But they won't be true Golden Age stories. They'll, they'll have a much more modern flavor to them. I don't know if I'll enjoy those quite as much. Um, I probably will for different reasons. I mean, I, you know, dig the character, so that's that's a leg up to begin with. Uh, but the next time will be some new stuff. <clears throat> I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be. I'm going to look to see if there were Doctor Fate appearances in other books related to that Dark Knight Knights Metal storyline that I spoke of last episode. Uh, I believe there were some Fate appearances there, two or three. If not, probably the Justice League No Justice book will be the next thing I talk about. So either one is next episode or one is next episode and the other a couple episodes later. So either way, a little heads up. And then um, between those will be another Golden Age story, probably the next All-Star Comics story, I think is what's up next. little heads up for you guys. So I will talk to you next time. Ciao. Lords of Order is a two production, and as such is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative 3.0 unported license.